right. So good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to The Come Up. I'm your host, Nell, with your co-host, Lachelle. And today we've got Israel Wright, Professor Israel Wright, PhD Israel Wright. He is the author of Biblical Principles of Prosperity. And Israel, what's the new book you just you just wrote? What's the name of the new book? I'm still writing it, and it's really challenging because it's it's so complex and so deep I that I really too. Yeah. Say that again. I know you got a lot on your plate. You're always yes. three I... or four things at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am. But really, yeah. what the, the the book is titled "In the Scheme of Things." The real world is fake. Yes. And the fake and the true world is real. Yes. That sounds like something and, uh, you and I would talk about for hours. <laughs> oh, and it, and it is. It really, it really, really is. Now, it really is because in, the, in what people don't understand is that they have an existential spirit. You have a spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Most people, and I'm not going to go into it too deep, but most people have a spirit. Yes. And that spirit in psychology, <laughs> in psychology, they talk about behaviorism and influences. Right. But if we look back at our own lives, you, <laughs> me, anybody on the planet, look right. back at our right. own lives, we find that we are not only responsive to influences and environmental factors and things like that, but we are right. also initiative there are things that we want there are things that we are trying to get that initiation comes from our spirits okay 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 and i laughed and mentioned uh some of us have spirits and some of us don't (laughs) and we we're not going to delve into that but but i i know where you're going with that but uh yeah yes yeah that's okay Good. So Good. if you have well, a spirit, how far, how far along are you with the book? Are you halfway? Oh there? my God, I, I'm at like there's ten chapters, and each chapter is like a hundred pages each. So I'm only in chapter three, right? Two. I'm in chapter two right now. Uh huh. Okay. Because I'm I'm really bringing in psychology, spirituality, uh, finances, social narratives, like this whole okay. thing about Brother Floyd. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. That whole thing about Brother Floyd isn't racism. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. not racism. It's literally in psychology, Walter G. Murphy created and identified, it's called situationism. Mm-hmm. And situationism. And I know you and, that I again? Talked, you and I talked a little bit about that uh, the other right. day. Right. Yes. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and get into it. Get into it. Go ahead. Situationism uh-huh. is this. The day you are born, the day you pop out, America already has you pegged. It tells you how far you will go, what it'll let you have, what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to behave, how you're supposed to respond. It has everything already lined up for you as what you were born as in the frame and in the shell that you were born in. Okay, so if you are born as a I'm going to use this as a Caucasian woman, mm-hmm. then you have a different um, perspective or not a different perspective, a different treatment than uh, than a Hispanic or African-American woman. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Now, 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 hold on a second. I'm going to go. I'm going to go a little bit more deep with that. 
Okay. If you are an attractive Caucasian woman, okay, okay, you're going to get a little bit different treatment than an unattractive uh, a Caucasian woman. Right, right. Because they, they all, yeah, that 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 holds true for sure. You know, I right. Think, I think ninety percent of uh, attractive Caucasian women would attest to that. They would agree. With yes, that. yes. And yeah, then yeah. now, now watch this. This is where the psychology of nature versus nurture comes in. Mm-hmm. So now, if social and remember, nature is your spirit and nurture is your environment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now, if you have a, you're born as a Caucasian woman mm-hmm. and you're attractive and mm-hmm. your nurture, your nurturing environment, let's say you in the Appalachian Hills of West Virginia and you are attractive. Then mm-hmm. think about your psyche and how you develop and how you perceive things and how you're going to behave. Mm-hmm. Okay. But mm-hmm. if you are unattractive, then you're going to behave differently. That is a product of social narratives based mm-hmm. on situationalism that's creating your behavior, which then facilitates your outcome. Mm-hmm. 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 That's how now, all of this works. Now, connect, connect that to an African-American male oh, might snap. be from the working class or lower. I'll put it, this is this, that's, that's even easier mm-hmm. because that's what we are. Watch. My mother told me when we was growing up and no, I'm from Detroit. I graduated mm-hmm. from Renaissance, you know, yep. and my mother told me, she said, they already out to get you. Don't help them. Yep. Yeah. So basically mama I, knew I think, about, I think basically, I think a lot of our parents told us something very similar. Yes. I, basically, we were all told, told different versions of that. Yes. Yeah. And mama knew about situationism back then. And she mm-hmm. was saying, don't do whatever they tell you you're supposed to do. So, you know what? I was a little nerd and I got called a lot of names because I was a reader and I was a nerd and I spoke mm-hmm. properly. You know how they say, oh, you, you talking white. You know, I had that a lot because I read a lot and I was a pretty... I don't want to say I was the smartest kid, but I was pretty sharp, you know? Mm -hmm. But my point really is, is that if we buy into the social narratives that place us as it sees us, then Mm -hmm. we get what it allows us to have and only that. And if we try to step out of our place, then guess what? Bam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. So what we have to do is really step up to create our own social narratives that are greater and broader than the ones that they gave us. This is basically right, what right. this is that, what and that's, uh, significant. that's significant, right? You cannot yes. be you, you don't want to confine your life and your outlook uh, to what they they have in store. Right. And that's what the LGBT is. And that's basically think about it, Susan B. Anthony. Susan B. Anthony did the same thing back in 1902. She was like, no, I'm a woman. I ain't no punk. I'm doing my thing, and I'm going to bring these other women with me. And they was all this suffrage act and all the movements and everything like that. Right. And women right. are still rebelling against the system that places right. them as the weaker sex, stay at home, take care of the kids, why you working, you know, I need to grab your dog on uh, your, your private parts, like some people do that are orange. Right. Right. You know, that's what they do. Right. Oh, my gosh. I still... You still cringe when you hear things like that. When you hear a the leader 
a guy running for president who's now serving as president say things like that. It's just uh, it's appalling. But yeah, I mean, so, I mean, some people apparently don't think don't think so. Don't feel it's not that bad because because right. they're part they're part of the social structure that allows for that. If you right. are a part of that group, I mean, you got a beard, you got square toe boots, uh, <laughs> you, you driving, you driving a Harley, and you got a leather jacket, and you got a gun on your side. Obviously, you fit that narrative, and you buy into it because it gives you a position of, let's call it in quotation marks, authority. So I can do what I want to do. You, however, have to. You are less than me, and you can only do what I allow you to do. So it's a whole different narrative. It's a whole different narrative. And so that's how it works. It's not racism. It's placism. Somebody said that years ago. I can't remember who it was. Spike Lee or so. I can't remember who it was. But it's not racism. It's placism. Mm -hmm. And that's what, we, that's what we have to really begin to move against. And the thing is, whenever no, we're let me, around. Let me, let me, let me, let's stay on that for a second. Let me, uh, let me interrupt you and say, because see, some would say that you are arguing for uh, classism, right? Like this is a class. Th these things happen because people are part of a certain soci so socioeconomic class, right? So these things yes. only happen to poor or working class African-Americans. But we've, you know, we've seen it happen. We've seen that it, 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 it cuts across classes, right? It doesn't. It it cuts across class. If you remember the professor at one of the universities uh, a couple of years ago, he got busted up and see, and yeah. then the dude, right, that was, the dude uh, in the Central Park, West, but uh, another dude. Yeah, I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He uh, got busted up. The dude in Central Park. He's a Harvard graduate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so you don't need to have. I mean, it doesn't do you any good to have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, a PhD, uh, a scientist. It doesn't do you any good as African-American because they still see you as a lesser person. And if you try to obey the system and comply with, you know, put yourself up by your bootstraps, if you do that as an African-American, they still say, oh, you're trying to be white. You're, you're, trying, you're an right. upper class N-word. You know what I'm saying? Here's the yes, yeah, absolutely. And here's the interesting part. So that was Henry Louis Gates who that happened to. Yes. Thank I you. remember when that happened, there was uh somebody said that he pulled out instead of pulling out his ID, so when they asked I asked asked him to present his ID, he didn't pull out his driver's license, he pulled out his Harvard ID card. Yeah. <laughs> right. As it so Apparently, he thought it was about class too. He wanted to demonstrate, "Hey, listen, I'm not just your typical African American." That's that's yes. what I'm assuming. I'm just I'm assuming he thought when they saw that Harvard ID that he's a professor or chairman of a department from Harvard, they would, you know, treat him differently, and that did not happen. It do, it doesn't happen with those who are committed to the placism. Those who are seeing it a little bit differently, like mm -hmm. I got pulled over one day and it was only because I was driving my other car and it wasn't familiar to the community. Okay. So I got pulled over literally. I could, now, you know, I teach at a university mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. teach in the prisons. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I taught until eight o'clock at night and it took me about an hour and 20 minutes to get home. Mm -hmm. So I'm driving home, doing my thing, listening to my house music. You know how I do. Mm -hmm. And 
<laughs> I, 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 there's a there's a grocery store down the street from me, so yeah. I pass my I pass my neighborhood and I go toward the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I get out the grocery. I get out. I park my car. Get out of my car at the grocery store, and sure enough, there's a police officer behind me, uh, who who now flips on his lights, and I'm about to walk into to the store, and he says, "Sir, please sit down." Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so I'm like, "Okay." So I sit down on my driver's seat. Now, mind you, I'm not sitting as if I'm driving. I'm sitting with my feet out the door. I'm facing the door. You know, I'm just sitting there. I give him my driver's license, my registration, my insurance. Mm-hmm. And he's on the phone with the with the dispatch lady, mm-hmm. and he says registration. Now watch this. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. He says registration. He's talking to the lady, and mm-hmm. she says Israel C. Wright Inc. Ah, and he, now, and he, now we, he flips. Now we, now we tie it into the corporation discussion. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. He flips his head and looks at me like what? And I just look at him like, huh? <laughs> I just so look at him. I'm what now? Your so your your vehicle is registered in the name of your business. It, yes. So mm-hmm. he looks at me and I look at him like, yep. I don't know who you think you're dealing with. So then he says, driver's license. She says, nothing. <laughs> okay. And he and he looks at me. He hands me back my driver's license and everything. And he says, sir, I just pulled you over because you didn't use your blinker. Ah. Uh, and I'm and now mind you, it's 10 o'clock at night. My uh, city only has 13,000 people, so right. nobody was behind me. What right. am I gonna use a blinker if no one's behind me late at night? <laughs> right. Just you know, the blinker or something. Right. right. And so, and then then I talked to the mayor after that, because I know the mayor personally. He knows me. We homies, right? And I told him, he's like, uh, don't don't even worry about that. He's a like, don't even worry about that. I'm sorry. That's what he says. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, and, and I, I don't get messed with because they know who I am. I'm Professor right. Wright. I do my thing and I ain't one of the ones that you think I should be. So leave me the hell alone. Right. Now, but 95% of us are not going to be known. We're not going to uh, have that protective shield, if you will, right? Through a relationship or through status, uh, as Henry through Gates, a, and they don't care. They only they only want through right. accomplishments. Through you accomplishments. have to accomplish the things greater than they do, and when you do that, then you get full one hundred percent hateration. Yeah, yeah, and that's when they start retaliating. Wow, wow, yeah. I tell you, uh, the more you know, I, I never thought. You know, I remember being in uh, graduate school when the Rodney King riots broke out. Yeah. I think that was 94, 95, somewhere around there. Yes. And I never would have thought that in 2020 we'd be going through the same thing. You oh, man. Did. Get out of here. Get no, out of here. I never did. You know, because you just assume that progress. No. You, no. You know, we've seen the civil or, or heard no. about it. You and I didn't live through that, but you, we heard about the civil rights movement uh, a little no. bit the time, but. Yeah, you, I just assumed we would <laughs> way beyond that. No, 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 no. Especially, no, no, think no. about it, though. Think about it. Like, could, would you have thought? Now, maybe yes. you would have, because you and I talked about this, right? But I, you know where I'm going. I'm, I'm talking about Barack Obama's presidency, right? So yeah. I thought, once Barack Obama got elected, right, 
I figured things would be so drastically different after that election that we wouldn't recognize America. No, nope. that's what I thought. But no, nope. it's almost as if they wanted some. Some people want to turn back the clock. No, it's not that they don't want to. They want to turn back the clock. Is that they don't want? They don't want the clock to move. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. It's a it's a it's a big difference. Like, see, I don't expect anything to change. I look at it like Ephesians six twelve says, "We wage war not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in high places, evil rulers of this world." And to me, if that's the case, then there's no way that I can expect the powers that be to facilitate anything other than control, exploitation, uh, uh, hindrances, and things like that. That's what it does. And it's going to continue to do that until, like Jesus said, I'll be with you to the end of the age. So the end of the age. But I'm not sweating it because I know how you people are. And there's nothing that you can do about it because you're not even flesh and blood. Flesh and blood actually... Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, that's a very. I'm gonna let you finish your thought. <laughs> no, and when I when I'm saying it's flesh and blood is that the powers that be are not flesh and blood. They are. I'm gonna just call them entities. Okay, just entities. Uh, there's a lot of conspiracies going on about the reptilians and the Illuminati and all of that stuff. Blah 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 blah. Okay, if you really believe Ephesians six twelve. Mm-hmm. then at some point, to some degree, we are going to believe that those conspiracies have some form of validity. Okay. Because there's, there's no way that I can truly, truly be so controlling and fearful and evil and mean-spirited. It's just not possible mm-hmm. for, for some people to be that way. Now, mind you, if you do something to me or something to my family, and, and, I'm a- and I think as a, as a collective, let me let me let me uh, put a point on that. As a collective, it seems as if it's not possible for African Americans to be. That they can't. <laughs> I mean, I, and, 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 because we can have, I say? Yeah, go ahead. Can I say something about that? Mm-hmm. African Americans have something known as melanin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Melanin. Melanin yeah. is what makes us brown or black or darker. Okay. Yes. Now, melanin has three characteristics. Mm-hmm. Three. Yes. One. Number one, it is a resonator. It is an antenna. Okay. That's number one. And what it does, it allows us to connect with the natural earth. Mm-hmm. Notice I use the word earth, not the word world, but we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the reason why melanated people have that correction, that's why uh, brothers say, brother, I feel you because mm-hmm. he truly feels you because he's connected to you. And that is also why all melanated cultures on the earth use the drum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Deep the drum represents... Huh? Mm-hmm. We, 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 we definitely have deeper feelings. Different yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the yeah. drum represents the beat, the heartbeat of the earth. So we use the drum. 
boom, boom, because it represents the heartbeat of the earth. And we can dance on beat because we feel it and we can be in tune with it. We like nature. We can do all of these things because we are connected. Right, right, right. Okay. Number two, number okay. two, melanin is an amplifier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and you're not talking you, extensively about that one. Right, right, right. All I'm saying is that if you, that's why you could pass a basketball to an eight-year-old black boy and he, in two weeks, he'll be dribbling and moving as good as a doggone, if not better than a college level white guy mm-hmm. because he's amplified. But what mm-hmm. also happens is ignorance is amplified. <laughs> yes, it works. It works, works both ways. Right. It works both ways. So if knowledge and power now, are amplified now, and but, ignorance say, is say amplified. Say that again because that's, a, that's an important point. Uh, and I, I remember like during the uh, crack ep- epidemic, right? They would talk about how quickly it, it was for African-Americans to get addicted, right? And as opposed to other people, right? So Because could, it's... Em- because right. our characteristics and our uh, biology, our biological uh, uh, chemistry allows for an amplification. Mm-hmm. So we do things that are a lot more intense. That's one mm-hmm. of the reasons why some of them, some of them like us, and it's the mm-hmm. same reason why some of them don't like us because we so are so concentrated and so intense. Mm-hmm. Because we have amplification features and characteristics. So if we stay ignorant, we amplify ignorance. If we get smart, we amplify intelligence. Mm, mm, and they, wow. and they, they want to capitalize it mm-hmm. and monetize it. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk about that in a second. But the third characteristic is it is a self-healer. Mm-hmm. So if you look at me, if you were to see me, you'd never know how old I was. You never know, okay? Right. Because right. the self-healing just is always there. That's also why they put African-Americans in uh, detrimental environments and give them detrimental foods. So you got the Popeyes, the McDonald's, the KFCs. You got everything <laughs> on their environment because it's ne- negative to them, to us. Uh-huh. And then we amplify those negatives and the body is trying to work as a self-healing agent the whole time. So the body is always in conflict because it's ingesting negatives, trying to self-heal, and also amplifying the negatives, trying to self-heal. So this is really the whole dynamics of being melanated. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. And they can't stand it. So what they did, listen to this one, you're going to like this one. What they Mm -hmm. did, and I teach in the prisons, Mm -hmm. okay? And I give the brothers and the other guys Four things to understand. Number one, codify, monetize, penalize, criminalize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Break that so, down for us. Break that okay. down. Okay, watch this. Mm-hmm. Codify means to put into a code. Mm-hmm. When God made the earth, everything was natural and it just ran by principles. Okay. And then people started messing up. And so he gave them laws. Mm -hmm. So the laws are designed to codify and bring into practice knowingly the principles. Mm -hmm. So you don't do something to hurt somebody. You don't do something to hurt the earth. You don't do something to hurt yourself. Okay, those are all the laws. Okay? Right, right. That's codify. 
And then what America has done, they codified like crazy a ton of laws and to each one of them, they've monetized. Mm. So you can't park in Royal Oak Mm-hmm. between X and time and X time. And if you do, you're going to get a ticket that's $40. They monetize Right, You have whole economies that are built on those things. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So now they monetize it. Oh, if you do too much of it, now you're penalized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you do beyond that, now you're criminalized. Mm-hmm. And then it stays circular to where each thing is Codified, monetized, penalized, criminalized, codified, monetized, and it just stays circular, stays circular. And it all fits into the social narrative. So if you a criminal or uh, an ex-con, that's what they say. So like uh, 48 hours, hey, con, convict, you know? <laughs> right. right, I remember that. Here, let me say you know? this. Let me say this. A lot of times, right, you just you want to tell brothers, obey the laws right know the laws obey the laws because that's how they get that's how we all get tripped up right yeah you, get a ticket, you don't pay the ticket all of a sudden uh you you have an expired driver's driver's you have a yes driver's, your driver's license, license yep suspended from there you get pulled over from there yep. you get to jail or yep. you know getting a bigger fine and it's snowball effect. <laughs> it's they have it they have it all set up and yes. not only yes. is it black people but it's the impoverished non-black people too. It's poor people in general, right? That's a poor person's problem, right? They cannot pay their, they're poor, therefore they can't pay their fees, therefore they get criminalized as a result of being poor. Yes, yes, and that's how they have it set up. And that right there is situationism. So now they can adhere to this whole narrative that keeps you in your place. Right. And nobody speaks out, especially the ones who are working in that system, because that's the system they work in. And it's, a, it's the system they benefit from. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So everybody in the criminal justice system, from the attorneys, they bow down to that and they, they respect it. They're not going to speak out against it because nope. that's, they're part of it. They're part of the system. And that's how they yeah. generate their revenue. Hey, but let's let's do this. Let's step outside of this discussion a little bit here, because I want to I want to touch on something and then pivot to uh, what we were originally going to talk about, and that is uh, you know corporations, right? So, but <laughs> and I know you're in a, and I didn't even get a chance to really fully introduce you. We, I talked about how you're a professor and PhD in psychology and things like that, but you're also a 25 year accountant. Uh, you've well, been taxes for at least 25 years, right? I'll put it like this. I bought my first house when I was 22. Mm-hmm. When I got out of the army after Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. I bought my second house the year later when I was 23. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I went, when I uh, was stationed at a uh, uh, base in Kansas. And I bought my third house when I was 25. Now, mind you, my first house was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I rented it out. And I go to the library because I lived in Kansas at this time. I go to the library. There's a reason why there's HGTV shows talking about flipping houses and renting houses and renovating houses because the tax code is 100% beneficial to those things. Mm-hmm. Okay? So back in the day before the internet, the libraries had tax books all up and down the aisles during tax season. Mm-hmm. So I went to the library, picked up all these books. Mm-hmm. and read them and was blown away. 
Wow. The more I learned, the um, more I learned about taxes, the more I learned about insurance, insurance, investments, investments, real estate, real estate, mortgages, mortgages, credit, credit, banking. And I said, yo, people are getting screwed. I'm going to mm -hmm. open a tax business, except I'm going to be licensed in everything. Mm -hmm. So I spent the next three, four years learning about taxes and money and everything. Mm -hmm. And so I got my real estate license in 1998, my life health auto home long-term care license in 1998. I got my uh, series six and 63 in 1998. I got my mm -hmm. stockbroker's license, registered investment advisor in 2000. Yeah, Series 7 in 2000. I got my bachelor's in finance. I got a master's in accounting, certified mm -hmm. fraud examiner, a PhD in psychology. And it's mm -hmm. all because... And that's I, how we I, met uh, as yes. advisors working for yes. uh, a company nationwide, actually, yes. as yes. Uh, advisors. So really retirement specialist, uh, uh, opening up retirement accounts for cities and counties. Yes. Yeah. So, for municipal employees, yes. Yeah, yeah, for municipal employees. So, you know, you've got an extensive background, uh, my friend. I tell you, uh, psychology, I've over, financial I, advising, I've seen, tax. Yeah, you've seen it all. I've seen over 5,000 people. I've counseled over 5,000 people in 25 years. And what I do is I specialize in financial trauma. So if your money is messed up, your business or your personal money is messed up, I come in and I fix it toward efficiency, profitability, and compliance. Mm -hmm. My book, Biblical Principles to Prosperity, I was driven to write it when I was working on my PhD, correction, when I was working on my bachelor's because the professor speaking about supply and demand was talking about the system and the system is 100% opposite of nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Supply and demand. I was like, no, that's not how it works. And I asked, she said, yeah, it is how it works. This is true. And I said, how many clients have you seen? She says, none. Uh -huh. And I said, I've, <laughs> I said, I've already, now mind you, this is 20 years ago. I said, I've already seen 500 people. So no, that's not how money works. <laughs> well, that's how it is. No. And I got giving her a real world. Uh, right. Uh, you're giving her some real world experience. And I got up, I stood up, I walked up to her, grabbed the marker out of her hand, drew on the <laughs> race board. This is true. This is wow. true. I stood up, I got, took the marker out of her hand, went up to the dry race board, and I showed her how money really works. And she wow. stood over to the side, along with the rest of the students in the class, and she had her arms crossed, and she was looking at it, and she was nodding her head like, okay, okay. <laughs> Guess what grade I got out of that class? What'd you get? I got an A. That's good. Well, it, because it, 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 it's it's nice that she rewarded you, but uh, you know, some, <laughs> some, you do that to some professors and they'll get you, man. <laughs> yeah, but it was she couldn't dispute it. She couldn't dispute it because the system is a narrative, but nature is nature. Right. Now, when I uh, last week I talked about certain books that changed my perspective, right, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, when I when I listen to you, I think about Robert Kiyosaki's uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Because you and I have talked about taxes a lot. Robert Kiyosaki, uh, the Rich Dad series is really a, a tax book in story form. And that's mm -hmm. that's what where your skill set is when talking about taxes. You can break it down and not make it boring and talk about it in story form and 
talk about it uh, as it relates to what your clients have been through and really kind of bring it to life. Uh, that's, that's, that's a gift. Most accountants yes. are, they're not able to do that. At no, all. they're not. They're, they're, they're a little bit weird. Trust me. Yeah. Just a little, very, very dry. Very, yes. very dry. Hard to, hard to follow along with them for too long. Yes. Yeah. Some yeah. of the books, some of the books that I can recommend uh-huh. would be The Power of Will by Frank Haddock. Okay. Power the of Golden Will. Age. The the Golden Age by John Paul Getty. Okay, all right. You see, uh, the Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Shin. Mm, okay, that one sounds very uh, interesting. Um, you see, uh, the Science of Getting Rich mm-hmm. by uh, Waddles. I, I think it's huh? Wa- uh, yeah, I, I, Waddles. I, I, I heard, yeah, I've heard of it and read some of it. That, that book, that book changed my life. Okay. That book changed my life. I messed around because this is 1998. I was working at a major insurance company and I read the book and not even a month later, I went into the movies and saw the movie, The Matrix. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know me. You know me in The Matrix. That yeah, changed my you and I life talk so about bad. The Matrix extensively. <laughs> that mug changed my life so bad. So the science of getting rich is see the richest man in Babylon. Um, on that one, I, I own that one. Yeah, those, one. those, uh, uh, those. Oh, the Prophet. The Prophet. By, yeah. By Khalil Gibran. The Prophet. Yeah. Read all those, and basically what you're going to find is that, oh, and I can say this, watch the movie The Matrix again, and really understand Ephesians 6.12, and also where Jesus says, um, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, and render unto God that which is God's, which has, if you really listen to that and really understand what he's saying, what he's saying is not about the taxes that the disciples were asking him about, but really about you being a physical fleshly being mm-hmm. in this dimension mm-hmm. and you being a spiritual being eternally. So wow. while, while, while you're here, please balance them out. Do what you need to do here. Eat, sleep, have family, do what you do here, obey the laws. But render unto God that which is God's, which is essentially your existential spirit's person. So fulfill that, drive that, and let that lead you. But don't let your flesh lead you astray, which is what Paul says, crucify your doggone flesh. Because that dude will mess you up big time. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. Yes, you see? Will. And that's what all these books do. All these books okay. are giving you one or the other or both. They're giving you the, the worldly side and the earthly side. In the okay. beginning, God created heavens and the earth. He didn't make the world. Watch this. I'm going to give you the definition of the word world. Mm-hmm. I work in the world of taxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. world is a codified limited framework and parameters that's the world the earth is universal and global and covers everything 
So a world of finance, a world of teaching, a world of America, American world. I mean, it's all limited. God didn't do that. God created heavens and the earth, the full thing. And so that's why Jesus says, or it's written in many places in different forms that says, be in the world, but not of the world. That's what this means. And people, people buy into it too much and they're unable to crucify their flesh because they're caught up in all the sensations that are given to them by their fleshly tool, their body, and then they play themselves. Wow. 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 Well, let, let me, let me, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you you can go deep, brother. You, You can go very deep. So let me pivot. Let me let's let's pivot and go in the direction of corporations. Let's oh. just talk about just how significant it is to uh, form I mean, corpor- form a corporation as a business person, and talk about the difference between a corporation and you know being set up as a sole proprietor or, a, or an LLC versus a real corporation. Talk talk about that. Okay, watch this. How much money does Jeff Bezos have? Ah, too much. I mean, I, I think he's on his way to becoming the first trillionaire, right? <laughs> he has he he has no money. He's broke as hell. Okay, okay, I hear you. Okay, his corporation. Jeff, right. Jeff Bezos is broke as hell. He has no money. He doesn't need right. any. Right. Okay. So, in the name of so corporation. A, a corporation. If you go to law school. Mm-hmm. Or you read law books, you'll find there are like major fields of law. There's going to be civil, see, uh, go to contract law, corporate law, tax law. That's basically how it works. Okay. A corporation is a living entity. Mm-hmm. That's why there's such a thing as Ford Corporation and Henry Ford been dead for 100 years. Mm-hmm. You see, because it does still live on. It's perpetual. Mm-hmm. So the thing about it, if you think about what Trump did when he first got into office, he lowered the corporate tax rate. And I can tell you from 42% marginal down to 21. He basically cut it in half, 21%. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show something to you. The reason why all these companies are going bankrupt now mm-hmm. is because of taxes. Meaning this, meaning this, check this out. Just just bear with me. If you make a million dollars and your expenses are 600,000, your net profit, your taxable income is Mm -hmm. 400,000. Okay. Your tax on that will be $80,000, basically basically 20%. Yeah. Okay. So your 400,000 will be down by 80,000 and you'd be sitting on $320,000. Okay. Okay. But companies don't want to pay taxes. Mm -hmm. And so what they do is take the million dollars and then they spend a million dollars. So now they have zero in savings or zero in what would be called owner's equity or retained earnings. Mm Mm-hmm. So a corporation has the tax advantages that it gets to take advantage of whenever it wants to. 
Mm-hmm. LLCs aren't like that. An LLC is what is known in the IRS as a pass through. Mm-hmm. So, so when you when you say corporation, you're you're really referring to C corp or S-corp? yes, no, no S corp. The S corp is a pass through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The S corp is a pass through, just like an LLC. When okay. I say corporation, I mean C corp. I'm talking about the Googles, the Facebooks, the Fords. The I'm talking about a big boy. Okay. Okay. You can be a big boy on paper. Mm-hmm. The same thing. So check this out. You start your landscaping, your landscaping company, mm-hmm. your LLC as an LLC, and you make. And I'm gonna give you a good amount of money because you're very successful. You're very likable. You do a great job. Okay. So let's say you make a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Okay. That's the revenue. Mm-hmm. Your expenses are forty thousand mm-hmm, dollars, mm-hmm. so your net taxable income is sixty thousand mm-hmm, dollars. Mm-hmm. Off the cuff, that sixty thousand dollars is taxed fifteen point three percent for Social Security and Medicare. Right, right, right. So that is nine thousand dollars of that sixty thousand dollars is taxed already. Mm-hmm. Nine thousand. Then you take the same okay. sixty thousand, you take the same sixty thousand, put it on your ten forty. You're single, so now your sixty thousand is reduced by twelve thousand, so you're at forty eight thousand, and then that forty eight thousand is taxed basically twelve to fifteen percent. So another was forty eight times forty eight plus half of that is what seventy two. So nine thousand plus seventy two is sixteen thousand dollars is what you're taxed. Mm. Wow. Off the bat. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh-huh. And, and you're you saying, saying big boys do not play by that set of rules. They don't have, they don't have to. And it's things. Right. I'll be at that in a little bit. So basically what happens is they're out there benefiting from the tax code and you have no such thing. Right. You have no right. such option. You can't right. do that. So you're going to be, I have a spreadsheet that I send to my clients that I do my taxes for every year. And it's called the net income worksheet. So I show you, if you make $80,000, how much money you actually touch. And on average, my clients only touch basically about 72% of their gross income. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. About 72%. So if you make $80,000, you only touch like Mm -hmm. Mm $50,000, you know, because you got your stuff, you got your uh, federal tax withholding, your social security, your Medicare, your state, your local, and then you got sales taxes on top of that. That, I do that in my video uh, on YouTube. It's called the W-2 breakdown. Mm -hmm. And what is your, give us, give us your YouTube channel again. What's what's the name of your YouTube? Oh, it's called, my YouTube channel is Professor Wright's financial principles nobody watches it now nobody watches it because it's way too overwhelming and it's overwhelming it's overwhelming man we gotta get people over there watching it so they can get gamed up get some of this it it is the best thing ever to me but uh it's way too serious it's way too informative and overwhelming (laughs) 
I mean, like, 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 right. like, and, people... like I, and, and like, you know, unfortunately for a lot of us, right. If we're not talking about some celebrity garbage, or yeah. if, if, if the title isn't sensational or something like that, right. we just, we, we're not going to tune in. We got to do it. Everything has to be linked. Feel good. To the celebrity, some celebrity yeah. story. I bet though, if you started talking about taxes and linked it to Kanye West or Beyonce or something like that, you would get a lot of viewers. That's just I could do. I could do. I could do. I could do a video on why Trump's not showing his taxes. I know why Trump's not showing his taxes. Right. You do a video on that, and you'll you'll get you'll get. I know why he's not showing his taxes, and people don't understand it. But I totally know why he's not showing his taxes because he's showing something. He's doing something that is a hundred percent legal. Uh-huh. And if you and if you were to learn about it, you would doggone do it too. And that would just cause a huge influx of change in the economy. Right, right, right. If you, right. If, if you, me, and everybody else on this listening were to do what he did, man, they would lose so much tax revenue. Tax revenue, right, right, right. You know, so they don't want to show it. Right, right. So would you say that? Would you say that for because? See, you're different, and this is why I love talking to you. <laughs> a lot of accountants, right? They're gonna direct. If you are a small business owner, they're gonna they're they're gonna discourage you from going that C corp route. Yes, gonna, they are. They're gonna say it's too expensive. They're gonna say you're not big enough. It doesn't make sense for you. You know, if you're if your revenue is anywhere under, I say five million dollars, they're gonna say go the C corp or, or the S corp route. Go the LLC route. That's normally what they say. That's the direction. I know. Because they're so, lazy. They're lazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I and it's not. It's, you're saying it's not for your benefit. It's for their benefit. Yeah. It's a, to me, I'm like, look, I don't care if you do uh, Amway. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> start a C corp and do Amway. And here's why: mm-hmm. if you, whenever you start your business, your business is totally as a C corp totally separate from you mm-hmm. it's not you so watch mm-hmm. watch this watch this you uh have a c-corp it makes its money where's mm-hmm. it go to the c-corp mm-hmm. how does it get to cornell mm-hmm. it doesn't get to cornell it's over there mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or, or brian or a maxwell or whoever sure. you know what yeah. I'm saying? it doesn't it doesn't it's- work like that it's, separate, it's, way right. it's over there. So now a pass through like the S Corp. Exactly. It's over on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, so that you leave it over there. Now watch this. Your corporation brings in, and I'm going to give a low number, $50,000. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can now go get loans and financing through that corporation. Okay. That have right. nothing to do with me. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't have anything. My corporation does everything. Now, if you read title, if you read or title and code twenty six, which is the IRS code, you'll find that individuals can deduct nothing, mm-hmm. and corporations can deduct everything. Mm. So whatever, what, what code is that again? What code is that? 
Tell us what code it's, that is. I believe, it's, I, believe it's, I believe it's Title 26. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so if you go look it up, go look it up online. Just check it out. That's your daily reading. Go read that month. It is written just like so simply, but it's all written. What do you call it's it? Com- in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of complex, but it's simple because they're not that smart, you know. So really, when you understand that a corporation is a separate entity, now mind you, check this out. I start a corporation, and I pass away. Guess what? I don't have to go to probate. I don't have to go to the court. I ain't got to do nothing. Everything in the corporation goes to the heirs or the other shareholders. So my daughter gets everything mm-hmm. without having to go through probate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, she talked a lot about that as financial advisors, you know. Yes. You set up everything to where your assets uh, pass through to your beneficiaries, avoiding probate. Seamlessly. Yes, seamlessly. And that's what that is. So a corporation is literally the best setup. It's the best setup. If Whenever we open a business, it better be a corporation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now we're taking advantage of the same laws that they're taking advantage of. Mm -hmm. Whenever you buy something, put it in mm -hmm. the name of the corporation. Well, I tell you, man, you and I can, we can sit back and talk about these things for hours. <laughs> <laughs> we can. It's sat, it's Saturday afternoon and I know you got to get going. What would you, what, what can you leave us with? Hi, what, is, is there anything that okay. you have not shared that uh, these guys just have to do? Okay, watch this. You want, you want to do, you want that? Do you really want that now? Do you really <laughs> want that, bro? Do you really want it? <laughs> watch this. People. Yeah. Whoever is listening, I love you. I've done this for 30 years. Please go get a pen and paper right now. I'll give you about five seconds. Get a pen and paper. (laughs) And write this down. Uh The key to success. Yeah. What's the key? Professor, Professor Wright has simplified it down. Yes. Number one, write this down, people. Love you. Number one, (laughs) plan. Plan. Got to have a plan. That plan is based on your existential spirit self and what it wants to do in relation to the fleshly body and what it needs. Okay. Okay. So it has to be a balance between the two. Crucify your flesh. Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, render unto God that which is God's. That's where that comes from. Plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number two, prepare. Mm -hmm. Prepare for things. I don't have to go into that because y'all grown and you get it. (laughs) Number three, prevent. Okay. Prevent goofy things. Okay. When I Mm -hmm. first got married the first time, Mm-hmm. My my wife's uncle. This is my my wife's uncle. And this is oh my god! I want to say like a billion years ago. I don't remember, but yeah. he told me. He says, "Israel, I don't have anything to give you, but I can tell you this: good tires are cheap insurance." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's it's true. true. And I and I, I was I was nineteen years old, and I remember listening to him. And I said, "Really?" He says, "Yeah, boy." And that's what he said. 
Okay, he said, yeah, boy, that good tires and cheap insurance, you don't have to worry about a lot of things, and things won't happen to you if you've got good tires in your car. Guess what? I've had good tires on all of my cars every time. I buy tires a little too much. Matter of fact, I turn my tires in when they get changed. They're like, dude, nothing wrong with these tires. I'm like, I don't give a dog on. <laughs> give me- <laughs> Put my new tires on and shut up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but these are good. Right. You don't even. They'd be like, you don't even have to pay us. You know, they always make you pay you. They always make you pay them to keep the tires and dispose the tires. Right. I, I they they, I, they don't make me pay because my tires yeah. are still good. They can sell them. That's you right. know, That's because they can sell them. <laughs> they can sell them. Okay, thank you, Mister Wright. Right. <laughs> So the wow. next one is is prevent. The okay. next one is protect. Okay. Protect yourself. Don't do goofy things. Learn what you need to learn. Do what you need to do. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's plan, prepare, prevent, protect. All right. All right. The next All one, right. the next one, the next one is position. Mm-hmm. Position yourself. Take advantage of opportunities. Do what you need to do to position yourself to further your goals that are listed in your plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next one, number six, is progress or progress. Mm-hmm. Your look, your spirit is looking for three things: progress, fulfillment, and peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Maslow's hierarchy needs stage number seven is transcendence you're looking to be fulfilled and transcend so that's number six which is basically progress number seven is the last one this is professor Wright seven p's plan mm-hmm. prepare prevent protect position progress and the last one is with patience mm. Mm. a lot of us don't so have patience But every one of them must be done with patience. So it actually bounces from one to seven, two to seven, three to seven, four to seven, five to seven, six to seven, seven to seven. Okay, so plan with patience, prepare with patience, prevent with patience, protect with patience. You know, you got to do all of them with patience. I tell you, Brother Israel, I think you just, uh, for those who got all of that, who caught it, you have helped them take it to the top of their game. With this, I sure hope so. I, yeah. I, dude, oh, yeah. look. Oh yeah. This is I, I love. I, this I is love you stuff. all, and I want you to really be who you are, the way that you accepted your mission when you came down. You came down on from on high. You accepted a mission. The Most High said, "Hey, I need you to do this." She was like, "Yes, okay, I'll come down and do it." You got to stay in tune with your spirit self so you can fully manifest and fulfill your mission, just like Jesus did. Well, I tell you what, man, this is good stuff, and I don't feel like we covered <laughs> even fifty percent of it. So we're no, we did. <laughs> we're gonna have, we are going to have to do this again when we have some more time, really soon, yes. maybe over the next month or so. Uh, brother, enjoy your Saturday. I know you, you got a lot of things. I know you're I do. busy, buddy. So I know you're uh, you're, you're going to be busy, but uh, thank you um, for the 55 minutes, man. You packed in everything that I wanted to cover. 
I appreciate man. it, man. Just let me know. Let me know when you want to talk again. We can do this again because I'm I'm just trying to just trying to share the information because the people need it. That's it. Hey, you just took me to the top of my game, and I know the listeners out there feel the same way. So good thank you again, brother. Love you, and uh, we will be talking soon. Yes. Sir. All right. Take care, brother. Thank you. Yes, sir.